Hi guys, so this is going to be a quick little nugget on um, humility and pride and um, something that God was just showing me, you know, humility is just the order of the day for me. Um, I'm in a place where God is literally, um, you know, I, I've, I'm and, and it took some measure of surrenderance, but I'm just like, I'm, you know, doing away with it, you know, doing away with pride, doing away with um, self-importance and just things like that. And um, one of the things he showed me, he was just like when people operate under a spirit of pride or in a personality of pride, they give that pride gives birth to um, ego. And all uh, ego is, is this a personality that comes from and derives from pride and a lot of people, especially in the world, they take on that alter ego that that comes from pride, which is self-importance and just wanting to be seen, wanting to be noticed, wanting to, you know, be important, this important figure in everyone's life. Um, they take that and they make that personality their own and then wonder why, um, you know, wonder why it's so hard to have a harsh posture of humility because you have to come out of agreement with not only the spirit of pride, but with the, the um, baby that pride gives birth to, which is your ego. Right. We have to come out of agreement with having an ego. We have to come out of agreement with self-importance and esteeming yourself and thinking of yourself higher than you are. If you ever reach a place where you feel like you have arrived, you are definitely overestimating where you are, but also you're over, you have an overestimation of yourself. You're thinking too highly of yourself than you should. When you are in a position where you feel like everything should be about you or everything is, you know, everything that God does, you should get some type of credit for it. There's some form of pride there. And, um, you know, really also in, even in your relationships, if a, a relationship not cultivated in this, in humility is, it's going to be eventually in turmoil because where there's pride, there's also going to be stubbornness. There's also going to be unyieldedness. There's also going to be unwillingness. There's also going to be, a, a um, a, a brokenness in the communication, And there's also going to be a lack of vulnerability. And so if you want to be able to be authentically yourself, if you want to be able to be vulnerable with the people that you're in relationships with, if you want your relationships to have a healthy level of vulnerability, you must get to a place where you are able to be humble. You must get to a place where you say, I'm going to I'm going to choose to take the low road. Sometimes taking the high road means taking the low road. Taking the high road means putting yourself in a position to say, God, it's not about me. I'm not the only important one in this relationship. I'm not the only one that can teach in this relationship. I'm not the only one that can be corrected, that can do the correcting in this relationship. I'm not the only one that know something in this relationship. And that's where you have to be in your relationships. You have to be a teachable person in all of your relationships, a marriage, a, um, a, a friendship, a, a relationship between, you know, yeah, spouse and husband, child and parent. We all have to make sure that we are staying teachable. We have to even have a spirit of humility in our relationships with our children. Pride is dangerous in any relationship that you have. It will not thrive. 
Your relationships will not thrive if there is pride. I like to be vulnerable. I like to be myself. I like to be all. I just like to be able to know that I can express. I can express my hurt. I can express my trauma. I can express, you know, my need for help, my need for support, my need for assistance. And not have someone look at me and say, oh, they don't have it all together. Something wrong with them. You know, they must not be doing everything. Who? That's pride. That's a superior attitude. If somebody can express to you that they need help, that they need, you know, they need assistance, they need support, they need something in, in an area of their life. And you can look at them internally or even openly say or openly or, or um, secretly think to yourself, oh, well, something must not be right with them or something. You know what I'm saying? They must not be doing something right. Or, you know, if you could take that and find fault with them, then that's a, that's a superior mindset. That's a superior attitude. God made us for fellowship. He made us to walk in agreement with each other. He made us to stand with each other in our relationship. So if you can't call on somebody and say, hey, I need you to stand with me. I need you to be in agreement with me without, you know, there being some type, some form of pride and some form of fault finding, then that is a relationship that is headed for destruction. A healthy relationship means I have a healthy level of uh, vulnerability with you. And it also means that I can call and say, Hey, I need support in this area. It means that you can see, you can see something wrong or something that I'm doing. That's not really right. So an area of my life that needs correction and say, Hey, you know, this is what I seen and still not judge me based off of what you seen. That wasn't so great. And sometimes we have people that are not humble enough to see us in our vulnerable state. And that's just what it is. Sometimes we have people that are not humble enough to see us in our vulnerable state. They're not humble enough to see us needing correction and and, and loving enough to be able to give that correction and say, I understand. I see this, but I also understand, you know. I understand. (laughs) I get it. And I'm not judging you. We have to learn how to bring correction if we're going to if God is going to use us to bring it. We have to learn how to deliver that. Because correction shouldn't come off as criticism. And then correction is meant to not only correct the direction into, you know, Stop someone who's headed down a path of destruction to and get them to turn. But it's also, you know, to edify and to build up. Correction is not meant to tear you down. Correction is not to make is not meant to make you feel worse about yourself. Correction does not come with correction from God does not come with a spirit of condemnation. And so we have to cultivate a spirit of humility in our relationships. We have to cultivate the spirit of humility in our relationships. It's so important. It's so important. It is not. It's it's deeper than just being able to apologize to somebody when you know you wronged them. It's deeper than that. 
cultivating a spirit of humility in your relationships, it goes it goes beyond that. How what level of vulnerability do you have with the people that you say you love and the people that you say you're in relationship with? Some of you guys are in these marriages or in these relationships with people that you can't even talk about, talk. You can't even express yourself to. You can't even tell them how you really feel. You can't even some of the some of you are in relationships with people that you got to keep you got to keep secrets from because you're not you're not um safe enough or you're not you don't feel um safe enough to be able to express the things that you've gone through and some of the things that you've gone through in your life that need to be talked about. And I'm not saying you want to tell everybody everything, but I'm just saying that you should have that much you should be safe enough for anybody to be able to come and tell you anything that has happened in their life and you be able to, you know, listen and you be able to look at them and, and, and embrace them and not look at them with a judgmental, critical spirit or an evil eye. Pride will always have a superior attitude. I'm better than you attitude. I, I, I do this better than you attitude. And that's why I've been so in my podcast lately. So, you know, talk, talking about like how in the body of Christ, like we can't be competing and comparing that. There's no, there's no room for that. There's no need for it. There's no need for it. We look the same in the spirit because we all are, we're supposed to look like Christ. Our identity is supposed to be in him. I'm not saying we're not going to have our own uniqueness, our own personalities and our own things that God has called us, our different things that God has called us to do. But however, when the devil sees children of God, He's supposed to see Jesus. So if we look identical in the spirit because we both look like Christ, what are we competing and comparing ourselves to? Why are we compete? Why are we comparing ourselves to each other if we're supposed to both look like him? We look the same to our real adversary, the enemy, the devil. If we look like him, we look the same in the spirit. We look just like him, just like Jesus in the spirit. So why would I then compete with my brother or sister in Christ who looks just like me in the spirit? We have the same identity that comes from Jesus. Different personalities, yes. Different ways God is going to have us steward that identity, yes. But to our real adversary, we look the same in the spirit. If we are following Christ, if we are walking with him, we look just like him. So there's no room for competition and comparison. There's no need for it. I I, I challenge you guys, because I'm doing it myself, to take a stance in humility. Do something you wouldn't normally do in your relationships. Open up a little bit more. I'm not saying with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Encourage a little bit more. If you if pride is keeping you from complimenting people, compliment a little bit more. Make it a priority. Make a choice to do it. 
If pride is keeping you from, you know what I'm saying, picking up the phone and calling and checking on somebody that you need to check on or calling somebody or sending a text, do it on purpose. I understand there's sometimes a spirit of pride where it just, it, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's a strong man. And you got to you get free from that first before you can even take the steps to do the things that I'm asking you, you know, and challenging you to do. But I also understand that if you have no spirit of pride and you just have an issue of pride, you can you can make a choice to walk in humility. You can ask God for the fruit to develop the fruit of humility. It's one of the fruits of the spirit. It's already in you. It just needs to be cultivated. It just needs to be. It just needs to grow. It needs to be fed. You need to make a choice to walk in it. With the Holy, with the help of the Holy Spirit. It is pivotal. It's crucial. We cannot live our life in pride. If we are going to be a people submitted and surrendered to Christ, we cannot afford it. We can't afford it. I, I challenge you that when you see sense it rising up in you, you go to God immediately because it has to be dealt with. When you sense when you when you when you see your mind or you see you, you know, going to when you go into a place of fault finding and you, you know, you want to find fault. I am. I, I just ask you. I ask you to ask the Holy Spirit. To keep you from finding fault with the people that you love. Because how can you love if you're constantly finding fault? It's almost impossible. It is impossible. Because love looks for the best in people. It's not going around seeing who messed up, who, who slipping up, who trying. You know, it's not doing that. Love doesn't do that. Humility doesn't do that. Humility says, if I see something that's wrong, if I see something that's that that somebody needs some help in, let me walk, let me come alongside them and help them up, help them, pick them up, pull them up. Not let me let me go and criticize and judge. I don't want that done to me. And pride will kill off your level of compassion that you're supposed to have for people. Pride will keep you from being compassionate towards people. Because with pride, it's, it's judgmental, critical. It's a judgmental, critical spirit. Nobody's right except it. That's the mentality that a prideful person has. My way or no way. Nobody's right except me. That's the, that's the mentality. I'm above. Y'all are beneath. It's a superior mindset, superior attitude. We, and it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a thief and a robber. It robs you of compassion. It robs you of um, humility. And it robs you of gentleness. Judgmental, critical people, they're not gentle. They're harsh and they're hard. Pride also comes with to harden your heart. Because there is stubbornness involved in, in pride. I just want you guys to meditate on this. I want you guys to really just ask God, what does humility look like? 
What does it look like? Because it's very, it's very important. Amen.